go. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, just like Jeff promised, here we are on a Sunday night. Here we are, late Sunday night. It's uh, David's. It's a weird day for the Dotseth boys. Okay. Because tomorrow my sons start middle school. They've been in the same school since kindergarten. So they're. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. Their mom didn't have the opportunity to do that. I didn't have the opportunity to do that. Neither did I. They went to the same school from kindergarten all the way through sixth grade. And so when summer vacation ended, I've always taken it harder than they did. But tomorrow with a new school, a new routine yeah. where you change classes every hour instead of just having a classroom where you hang out all day, all new teachers, the day starts a half hour earlier and ends 45 minutes later. It's a different path home. Um, there's a whole lot going on. And so it's like I've never liked change. I don't like change in any aspect of life but do you honestly feel that way yeah i don't like change really yeah i like a routine but but for those two guys that are the most important part of my life um i'm nervous for them i'm nervous for them because everything like is completely different it's combination locks right are these two, is that right yeah you got to get a combination See, they lock don't have in. lockers in middle school in the south bay they don't have any lockers in high school. Anything? Yeah, no, they've got they've got combination Can't locks. Can't have the drugs, dude. That's, it, they don't give lockers out anymore. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a lot shittier down here. You got to carry your goddamn backpack and build those strong legs and kick some ass. <laughs> they got new backpacks. <laughs> get their master locks, or do you go the, the shitty cheap lock. I didn't. I didn't even buy them. I think they're given to. Is that right? When you the check school, in, the school gives if, them to them. That's where if, your tax dollars go. Oh, shit, man. Did you show them how a lock works? It's funny, I was going through it tonight because they called me just now. We hung out all weekend and we were kind of, they were like, Dad, I've never needed a combination yeah. lock. And you go, oh, damn, here we go. And you go, all right, well, we'll get this figured out. But yeah, they, uh, I knew, I knew most of the teachers. I knew the administration staff. How did you know them? Because you went ahead of time and introduced no, yourself? No, no, no. I'm saying at the elementary oh, school. okay. The elementary school, I knew them all. I don't know anybody at this school, so I don't know anybody. My kids don't know anybody, but obviously they'll know the other kids. Also, they have their they have each other. Yeah, but and that's the one thing too that's kind of crazy. For the most part, other than one year, they were always in the same class. They sat on the opposite end of the room from each other is that right on purpose or that teachers did teachers that? move them around because they're afraid they're cheaters yeah little shits <laughs> but third grade they had different teachers and we didn't really like it everything was just a little off yeah and they got their schedules the other day and while they have same teachers for diff for classes they don't have one class together oh really yeah they don't have one could class. you have requested something different i don't know you know i didn't yeah I didn't just because I got used to them being in the same class, but um, but you know it's good. It's just everything, like the whole thing tomorrow is going to be different. Like I said, they start earlier, they get out later, and it's just summer's over. And, so what time do they have to wake up? Uh, tomorrow probably six thirty. What time do they have to wake up before? Um, 
Six forty-five, ah, seven. It's not that big of a deal. No, but it's half hour earlier. But again, you're out forty-five minutes later. So when you think about adding an hour onto your day, like you go, that's kind of a big deal. So it's just there's a lot of different things for a change tomorrow that's yeah. different. So what I've always tried to do with them, at least the last couple of years, is the final weekend of summer, do something that's going to make a memory. Okay. Do something that's going to make a memory. What did you do last summer? Uh, we went to Hermosa Beach, and ironically, we hung out with Erica. Okay. Yeah, which was uh, reminded to me. Uh, she and I had just started doing a lot of different projects together, and we did a lot of fun stuff with Jack and Kate, yeah. so it was cool. So, What did you do this summer before? Um, I think maybe Monterey. Okay. You yeah. Know. I just wanted to hear you say, I don't remember. When you said try to create a memory, I was trying to catch you. Yeah. No, I mean, something would happen. <laughs> but remember, the summer before that, I was still with their mom. Yes, of course. And so there were things going on all summer that were different things. But this year, it was kind of fun. So we, I picked them up Thursday night, and I was trying to think, like, one thing that they hadn't done they hadn't done one of those studio tours. Yeah. We so, talked about it, going to Universal Studios. Yeah, they hadn't been to Universal or, and shit, Dave, Paramount does one, Sony does one, but we went to Warner Brothers. How did you find Warner Brothers? I didn't even know Warner Brothers did them. Just looking online. Okay. Looking online, and they did it for it's basically 50 bucks a guy. That's not too bad. No, so three of us in for 150 How long is the tour? Uh, About three hours. Okay. So yeah, it was that was good. You get to ride a tram. Yeah, you're on a tram cool. and you're on the back lot. And the thing that was cool for them on that tour is they love Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're sitting on the actual couch. Dude, I showed the picture to my wife who loves Big Bang Theory. She yeah. thought it was cool as hell. Yeah, and so Universal Studios, if you do that one. You see Jaws, you see Psycho, yeah. you see the Tom Cruise End of the World or War of the Worlds. None of that would relate to them. Yeah. They went, none of that would Leave relate. Leave it to Beaver's Neighborhood. Right. All Desperate Housewives, yeah. all that. Monsters. I mean, I, Dave, no shit. I mean, I think it's all. Yeah, they wouldn't know anything. They wouldn't know anything. But they watched Friends with their mom. Yep. And they watched all the Big Bang Theories. That's cool. So at the end. Kind of after you've kind of gone on back lots and seen a lot of shit, they um, they take you on the set of Fuller House, which was kind yeah. of cool to see like we're taping for them especially. I've never watched it, but they liked it. And then you're in the coffee shop for Friends. Yep. And then you're in all the shit from Sheldon's apartment. That's really cool. The elevators there. The the two doors are there. And then you're sitting in his living room. Can you room. see all the other like pieces of that show? Can you see Penny's apartment? Can you see? The only thing that they have is they have the doors. So it's like the elevator with the two doors. And the tape over the front. Yeah. And then they have the like Sheldon's apartment. Yeah. He's pretty much set up. And and they thought it was cool. Did they know that was going to be on there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of the one thing. So we did that. And then their mom had a previous function but i was sending her pictures and she was dying she's like what the like <laughs> how are you guys there and i'm not there but we did that and then tonight 
They're WWE guys, so we went to a movie today, watched SummerSlam tonight. We're here. I mean, this show's starting at, like, it feels like midnight. That's what well, it is back east. Yeah, but I said to them, Dave, I said, we're going to squeeze every yeah. bit of juice out of this Absolutely. Weekend. No problem at all. Yeah, and they both called me on the way down, which was great. And they were like, that was awesome. So cool. it was good. But uh, it's just, it's one of those things that's important to me and really, really fun. And so we did that. So we just... Went up and hung out. The one thing that we determined, though, yeah. this weekend, we have a lot of fun when we go to L.A. We could never live in L.A. Both, the, All three of you agreed? Fuck, Dave. I am telling you, that is the worst L.A. weekend traffic. How come? I have no idea. See, I, traffic's I, so bad everywhere. But no, dude, this was downtown L.A. on a Saturday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You know what was probably going on? What's that? They're filming a goddamn Nissan commercial where they clear the roads. Don't you ever wonder how they Dude. film those car commercials in downtown L.A.? I they just, just clear the roads? I just said to him, we, we were getting ready to go on that tour, and there were different things yeah. you wanted to do. And I go, man, I just I couldn't live here. Yeah. And I watched Joe Rogan. I like Joe Rogan's podcast the other day. Or I like it a lot. Rogan said the same thing. I, I like going up there because there's certain things that we like to do. Yeah. Um, but Joe Rogan's like, I have got to get the fuck out of this city. It's exhausting. It's exhausting yep. on that 405. I agree. And so we try to go up. We went up uh, Friday morning, got a room, hung out, you know, went to dinner Friday just so we could hang out. And Friday wasn't too bad. Goddamn Saturday everywhere we went on really? a Saturday afternoon. It was locked That in. sucks, man. Yeah, and you just, I said to those guys, I go, man, this city has been fun for us because of different things that we like to do. But I was like, God, I could never do this seven days a week. You know, Kurt Sandoval told me when we were talking about L.A., obviously I lived there for a while. You're up there all the time. You might as well be a guy that kind of has a place up there. You're up there so much. Yeah. He says the key is you if you get a job, you can't work any further than where you live by 15 miles. Right. 15 miles, you're going to kill yourself at 15 anyway, God, but he, go, yeah. he goes, this is insane, but it's about 15 miles. I used to go to high school 10 miles from where I lived, and it took me an hour every day. Yeah. And then you'd get home, as soon as you got out of school, like you'd run to your car and try and shoot right. to beat traffic, and I'm getting out of school at 3 o'clock, and I'm trying to beat traffic uh. to go that 10 miles. Dude, it, it does suck. It's exhausting. I was talking to someone from Dallas this weekend who was telling me how bad traffic is there, and we know Atlanta's bad, and D.C., mm -hmm. and all these places are terrible. But even in, in San Diego, where you are right now, where you're up in Carlsbad working, oh, fuck. that job, uh, that drive can suck. If you were to get on the freeway right when you actually got off of work, yeah. you'd lose your mind. I'm fine as long as I stay on the five. Okay. The worst part of San... Well, I, I can't speak for the South Bay. I When I had to go to La Mesa, it was an hour and 20 minutes every fucking day. It's crazy. No matter if I left at 3.30 yeah. or 6 o'clock at night. It's just, and the other thing is, man, and, and it's, it's LA, it's San Diego. Nobody knows how the fuck to drive. Yeah. Nobody, everybody's so busy on their phone or doing whatever that you just fucking, like if people just stayed the fuck out of the left two lanes yeah, and used them as a passing lane and were just like, the people were just aware of around them. I see it every morning, Dave, where, where I'm driving to North County and you just go, why the fuck are we backed up in Del Mar? Like, why are we backed up? And what you find is that it's somebody 
that's in the lane, one lane to the right of the fast lane, and they're driving fucking 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And just Couldn't agree more. staying step in step with the two cars to their right, and nobody, and then all of a sudden you get around them and traffic breaks, and you're like, dude. Are you that fucking oblivious to what's going on? I'll tell you the other thing. Why I may run for mayor of San Diego. Go ahead. I got one for you, too. Go ahead. When Or, or fuck it. I may just skip the mayor, and I'm going to run for governor. You know I like gonna, it. You know what's going to happen when I'm fucking governor of this state? We're getting rid of this pedestrians have the right-of-way bullshit. Fuck you. Go the fuck to the corner. Wait for the fucking light. These fucking people that come out of the grocery store and don't even look... And just cross over like they're the goddamn queen of Norway. I, fuck you. They even have a queen in Norway. <laughs> I don't know. That's the first time I've ever heard that expression. <laughs> I'm so fucking sick of these people that this pedestrian. Given the pe- oh, why fuck. the fuck do we give the pedestrians a white right away? Oh my god, dude! To- fuck the bike lane guys too. Oh, dude, today I'm driving in. Uh, Terranova Plaza down by by the 805 and H going to Dick's Sporting Goods. And yeah. I look at, I'm with Josh, and this fucking guy and this lady are walking so fucking slow in front of oh, my car. fuck. And I'm like, is there any urgency to fucking speed up and right. cross? Guess what? The fucking guy was blind. And, jo- and he was holding on to the lady's arm. And Josh goes, can't right. you see he's blind? You You're asshole. a real dick. Oh, I'm the dick. You're the governor of Norway. No. You're I'm the queen the of Norway. No. Sorry. I'm the governor of California reminding people that they're not the queen of Norway. Oh. And you know what, you blind fucker? You got nowhere to be. <laughs> Fuck you going to do? Go home and read the Helen Keller story? Dude, yeah. If you're <laughs> with your hands. Look. Uh, here's the deal. If you're yeah. blind, carry the stick. Give me a heads up. Yeah. Put some fucking Ray Charles glasses on. Okay. Sorry that I have my own yeah. life to live. I didn't know I was out here being a fucking mentalist guessing that you're fucking blind. Move it, daredevil. Shake it, you asshole. <laughs> is daredevil blind? Yeah. And Josh is like, can you believe this fucking guy? The minute I do it. Yeah. Hey, is there any sense of urgency? And then he looks around. Oh, fuck, the guy's blind. Can't you see he's blind, you asshole? My kid says to me. <laughs> Can't you see he's blind? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah, by the way, here's a problem with, with San Diego traffic. Yeah. I'm telling you, CHP have to stop pulling guys over in traffic. Don't pull a guy over for speeding in traffic or whatever the fuck's right. going on. It fucks everybody up. Everybody needs to watch why that guy was pulled over. Oh, God. All this shit. Why they, if you have to drive to North County, there's a stretch from like Santa Fe Drive to somewhere in Carlsbad where it's 55. Yeah. Because they're working on. Always working on The something. shoulder. Ugh. And it. Dude, it fucks everybody. It does. Nobody knows what the fuck to do. Everybody panics. Ten guys drive 55, so then everybody else locks it up. It's horrible. I have one question for you. Going yeah. back to the guy uh, that Dave hates who's blind. And by the way, <laughs> last year I donated 4% <laughs> of my check to the uh, Blind Society, and I was happy to do it. Yeah. I don't have a paper trail, but I meant to do it. How long would it take you to learn to read in Braille? Dude, forever. I, I, I mean, could. forever. I just get books on tape. Yeah. And I hate those, too. Yeah. yeah Jesus, dude, forever, man. I, nothing. Honestly, I, that's the last thing I'd want. You give me almost anything, except I don't want Lou Gehrig's disease. 
No, but I don't want to be blind. Too. I definitely want to be blind. I'd rather I'd rather be deaf and never hear music Fuck. again than be Can blind. Can you imagine being deaf? How much easier life would be? No, you would never be able to go to these Rolling Stone concerts you're oh, going yeah. to. Two weeks. Yeah, but my uh, no, being blind would be a nightmare. Being blind would suck. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I I could not learn sign language. I wouldn't learn that. I yeah. just walk around with a fucking notepad all day. You got anything to say? Just write a fucking note. There you go. Well, you wouldn't need sign language if you're blind. You just talk. No, but I'm saying if I'm deaf. <laughs> okay. Oh, part. shit. I probably did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if you were deaf. Yeah. Yeah, that would kind of be a drag. Did you ever have a deaf kid in your class? Craig Satoff. Yeah. What, was he nice or was he a jerk? Yeah, he was a nice kid. He had a weird bowl haircut. Great. But people would sit behind him and, like, move their fingers around. Yeah. And then he'd be like, I'm not going to do the voice because it's disrespectful. I'll do it off the air. Okay. But then he'd tell him, like, shut up. But it didn't sound like no, shut up. No, it didn't up. sound like shut up at all. But, uh, yeah, Craig Satoff, man. Real. We had a girl in our class patriot. that was, was he a military guy. Well, I don't know him. But, I mean, I only knew him when he was, like, eight. I don't know if he was a patriot. I doubt he was joining the military. Uh, yeah, I just meant I couldn't hear the gunshots. He couldn't even hear the guiding national anthem. No, always talking. <laughs> always no, talking. I just... get the anthem. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? A lot. I went to school with a girl that was uh, deaf, man, and she was so fucking pissed all the time. Yeah, like she would sign angry. Ah, smacking it. Yeah, just like, God and then she'd like it, throw it at you, throw the words at you. Wow. And then she'd end every day with, bye for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it didn't sound like bye for now. We know what we're talking Let about. Let me ask you this. Yeah, it's horrible. Who who are the people that are more impressed with themselves? Okay. The naturally born English speakers that can converse in Spanish. Yeah. Or the people without the handicap that can sign language. Oh, that's funny. That's a good question. Because they're both really impressed by themselves. Is Steve Woods or Costa in this? Because I'm going that direction. They're yeah. really impressed with themselves. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'd go Costa and Woods, and then I go with the other group of guys, Nicks. That's about where I'm going. Uh, how about Nick Canepa today? Which part? The camp in his column today said, really happy for Marty Caswell, who worked yeah, how about really that? hard. And what happened to Darren? <laughs> Dude, I was looking at that, too. Yeah. What the fuck's that all about? No mention of it, right? Told you Darren's lazy. Even Nick what said, do you mean he's lazy? Nick said it, too. Nick said he was lazy. He said, what? Marty works hard. Didn't say anything about Darren working hard. Yeah. I'm just saying. Read between the lines. <laughs> Godfather. Dude, I'll take any Nick column that doesn't mention Don fucking Coriel. He did mention Cliff Branch as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was up. weird that he did that, though. No joke, what you said. Yeah. That was strange. Uh, and good for both of them. Honestly, I thought he was going to write something about good for both of them getting back on there. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Kaplan. Do you think something's actually happening? I don't know. It's but been so I, quiet. I saw him the other day say that he's been... Uh, underground that all of his teams gone off social media and they're they're trying to put something together like and, Matt, like uh Kawhi told everyone shut the fuck up might be 
Well, it's and August then, 11th today. Yeah, and then he said, hey, for all the haters that are going to say it's not going to happen, you know, whatever. I don't think that's intended at us because he knows we're cheering for him. Oh, it. yeah, absolutely. He knows we're cheering for him to make it happen. But the fucking bar has been moved four times. Yep. Ron Fowler's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and... uh <laughs> It, it's just it it is what it is yeah all of a sudden now it becomes a much tougher play for him and it's david's one of those things where if you're Stephen ben you're like fuck man we we definitely did the right thing because all scars eventually heal yeah and all of that pain for the sports media fans that thought our lives were over when 1090 went off the air. Well, it still sucks. But, I mean, there are a lot of us that remember 690. How great 690 yeah, was. True. And that went away. And, and whatever else. But all of us have found a way to move on with our lives since 1090 went away. And if he would have been able to pull that off with Darren, it would have been really, really interesting to see how they did it. Because he still would have owned six hours. You know, yeah. people can say whatever they want, that they might have changed listening habits. You could say that, but I'm telling you what, Darren's numbers will prove it in the next book that as much as you said you change your listening habits, Darren's gonna get his numbers again. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be fine. Here yeah. I, I do feel bad for anybody that's hustling like Scott is. I mean right. he, his plan took a major hit when Darren signed. Right. You know, and people ask I'm sure they ask you two all the time, what's happening with Scott? I'm rooting for the guy. Dude, we fuck, we don't want to see hunt. anybody out of a job. We, we talk a lot of shit. Man, I look at, like, Laura, Laura Kane. Love her. Laura Kane today worked her ass off, did an appearance like two miles right. from here, and then she went and did an on-air shift tonight for right. nine hours. And she'll, guess what? She'll be back on the radio tomorrow at five in the morning. Doing traffic. Doing traffic. She's working her ass off Grinding. trying to stay in the business because, hate to say it, at this point in her career, this is what she's qualified to do. Yeah. Who, you know? Who... And this is why I love her, man, because she grinds. She goes about it with a positive attitude, as she did in this when she came down to the garage. She's always cool. She doesn't blame anybody. She's just making the most of it. Yep. Yeah, man. All of those people. And Scott's a radio guy. So he's grinding and he's trying to save other jobs at the same time. So yeah, it's hard. Dave, you just said something that needs to be really, really pointed out because People get a little snarky about Kaplan, and he doesn't give a shit. But what you just said is the big part, which is he's trying to save jobs for a lot of people that work there. Yep. Sincerely trying for, for all those people on his team that are all kind of looking to him saying, hey, man, are we going to be able to do this? He's not just doing it for himself. That's a big part of it. But for all the other ones, man, I, I said to him, on the air when he was here, I've talked to him off the air about it, that I appreciate what he's done because not too many people would have the balls to go, you know what, I'm going to go for it. He told us he was offered a gig in Houston. He didn't do that. I get it because his kids' lives are probably here. Yep. But he went all in. And whether this fucking thing works or doesn't, man, I'll always been a fan, be a fan of that dude. That There's no way I would have done that. No way. And couple of different times, and he still may. He's been really, really fucking close to pulling that off. And so, yeah, it's it's not 
when I question the ability to get it done, it's not coming from any area of, yeah. of cheering against him. I just feel like the further we get away from the day they went off the air, the tougher it becomes. But this is God, the way, it'd be cool if he could do it. Yeah, and, and here's how it goes in sports radio, is that football season carries these stations. Mm-hmm. Scott knows it. Everybody knows it. And if you aren't going through football season, you're just looking at each other saying, can we hang on through whatever else until football season starts? He knows he needs to start selling basically yeah. by August 1st, which that day just passes. I just said it's August 11th, August 12th when you guys hear the show. And then he's going to sit there and go, okay, well, I got to start and do this. I got office space. Yeah. I got a sales staff. NFL season starts September 7th, right? September yeah. 8th, right around there. Yeah. And the you're like, is Saturday, so okay. yeah, so eighth. actually the Thursday even before that. So yeah. he needs to have his ducks in a row really fucking fast. And he knows it, man. There's a lot of work to get done. And uh, man, there's a lot of hustling on his end. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. Uh, we did not talk about hard knocks last week. Yeah. Padre baseball. I got to be honest. It's just, it just kind of has leveled off for me. Huge. Is there any part that you're looking at? Like a lot of people are excited that Tatis could win rookie. Either. That be does that great. mean anything to you? Be great. He. If I'm around at night, I'm still watching the games. Yeah. Uh, because he's. He's Amazing. the most exciting guy in baseball right God, now. He's gr- he's unbelievable, and he tries his best every single night. I know I know exactly what the fuck you mean by that. You you uh, you know what you say it. Say what the fuck you mean? Don't sit there and dance around. Oh, you got- <laughs> Say your bullshit right now, because I'm just gonna tell you this. In this pocket, you see this pocket right here. You holding the gun? No, I'm holding my fucking keys. <laughs> If you remember you Brett, for your keys, Brett, Brett Pitt at the end of, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go to bed tonight with a severe eye ache because you're getting that fucking storage locker key right in the fucking eye. <laughs> uh, let's just keep no, it up to no, tease. but straight up, the guy and He's sometimes amazing. it's to the detriment to him. Like today, he made a major error. Didn't it? Yeah. Didn't cost him the game. It kind of swung momentum. If it's over. But he makes a hell of a play. The guy's yeah. already safe. He just then he rifles the ball like into the ground. He, right. Dude, just hold the fucking ball. And and even Grant goes, "Dude, you got to put that in your pocket." Did he? Uh, but his his effort is insane. The fact that he's his only twenty, his attitude, man. And I understand he makes some base running mistakes because you go, "What are you doing?" Sometimes it looks yeah. like he's playing for himself and not the team. But that's just because he's a kid and right. He's fast. He's Trying energetic. To but to do it every day because there's not one right. baseball player. Who's 100% right now? In August, everybody hurts a little bit. Everybody's right. a little tired. And for him to sit there and bust his ass every single day, I think you got to appreciate it. And yeah, it, it is a, a shot at the way Machado plays the game. It frustrates oh. me that Machado can't sit there and give, uh, you know, 100% effort, especially when the guy next to him does. But that's, people are tired of me hearing saying that. But yeah, he, your here, team has a bunch of fucking gingers on it. Why don't you my, worry about your own I fucking don't, team? Just because we got fucking guys with red hair doesn't mean shit. What the fuck's that have to do with anything? Malachi, children of the corn. Dude, look, Dustin May's not guys. the best looking guy. I got it. You got you got one too, okay? The two ugliest guys in baseball play for the Padres and Dodgers. We know it. Who's the redhead on the Padres? I didn't say redhead. Wingeter and May are the two ugliest guys in baseball. Everybody knows it. Fuck. This Padre team. <laughs> fuck, who cares? <laughs> I just, uh, and yeah, they, they just won three out of four. That's the first yeah. series they won since All Star break. I got it, man. I got it. It's just. Uh, Did you see any of the games? You're out of town the whole goddamn weekend. Yeah, it was gone pretty much. The right. Rockies are fucking terrible. Best lineup in baseball with just the worst baseball you've ever seen. Couldn't throw the ball to first base from pitchers, man. Fuck, are they doing? Bud Black's gonna get blown out. 
Is he gone? He has to be gone. They should have told him, but don't even go on the fucking plane. Yeah. Check your ass up to Carl's bed and go stay in your house, wherever the fuck he lives. <laughs> Rancho. Oh, so whatever. Shit. Dude, it's they're so fucking bad. And they're, they have a shitload of talent. You go, how does yeah. this happen? Where are we at in our, in in our, our bet? Qu- quest for to dude, win you, a thousand? You, dude, you took a pretty good step, okay, this weekend. We caught up. Uh, no, right? Well, no, actually, I'm one game ahead. I'm one game ahead. I think you guys have to go 25 and uh, I'll pull up the standings. 25 and 23, I think is what you have to go. Fuck. Okay, I suck at the math on this thing. All right, here you go. Fucking team is going to go 24 and 24 down the stretch. Okay, so they've played, what, 62 plus 55? 62 and 55 is... Is that 117? Yeah. Okay. So 117 minus uh, 162, I think that's 45 games. Fuck. Okay, so 45 games, you guys have to win. Well, how many wins do they have? They have 55 now. You got to win 23 more. You gotta win twenty three fucking. So you gotta go twenty three and twenty two, God, to win the bet. It's one game over five hundred, obviously. Ah, shit. When's the trade deadline? But (laughs) are we getting fucking Verlander? Your schedule though isn't as as bad as uh, I thought. I thought you guys were in deep shit when I said the Red Sox. The Red Sox are horse shit. You know, you guys can beat the goddamn Red Sox. You have the Rays coming up, which is not going to be easy. Okay, but that's. Here's that, all I need, Dave. Go, Tell go me ahead. the last look at the last two weeks of September. Okay, hold on a second. All right, you. By the way, you have the Rays the next three games. Okay. And you got the Phillies. You got the Reds, Red Sox, Dodgers, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies for three more at here in San Diego. This so thing's gonna come right down. Yeah, it's you, gonna be great. So here's the other thing: you got the Rockies for really a total of six more games. That's big because the Rockies suck. But okay. look at the last two weeks of September. Okay, the last two weeks. All right, we're going to go from backwards. Season ends September 29th. With who? The Diamondbacks, three in Arizona. Well, they're going to be playing everybody because they're not going to give a shit. They'll be out of it. I was hoping we'd have some teams. Gore could be one of those guys. Huh? Gore could be in there. No, but I'm I'm looking at it from the opposite end, okay. from the Arizona standpoint. Like, yeah. hey, maybe they're not fucking throwing their main pitchers out there because they're getting ready for a playoff spot. Well, that doesn't qualify for them, so I'm fucked there. Okay, so you finish your last three in Arizona. You have, you have though, three at home against the Dodgers. Yeah, that might be... That could be big, man, because the Dodgers yeah. would have clinched by then. Yeah. Okay. Then you have uh, you have three more at home with Arizona. Here's a kind of a tough... Could be a tough stretch because Milwaukee has something to play for. You have four in Milwaukee, okay? Damn. That's tough. All right, and then you you have you have Colorado as I mentioned, Cubs, the whole deal. There's some so twenty three uh, and twenty two down this stretch. Yeah, twenty three and twenty two, and uh, they have played well against the Dodgers. The Dodgers only have like fifteen losses at home. Yeah, four of those to the fucking Pods. God damn! All right, I got, that will be the reason why I stay invested. Okay, in. although it's a hundred bucks for me, yeah. it's a thousand for you. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Again, I made this bet before Tatis and Machado were supposed to be on the team. God damn it! Oh well. <laughs> Too bad for you. Um, a couple of quick things. It may yeah. not be the longest show tonight. Okay. Uh, Hard Knocks yeah. started last week. Dave and I are both Raider fans. We've always been Raider fans. And I'd love to welcome Pete and Point Loma and Billy to the Silver and Black Attack. Those two guys, Dave, that are so fucking conflicted. They don't know their head from their ass. Yeah. Those two fucking guys are Raiders. Can we just say it right now? 100% those guys are Raiders. Like, did I nail that the other yeah. day, that, that Billy has a lot of Lyle Alzado in him? Dude, Pete looks like he played offensive line for the fucking Raiders. Pete reminds me so much of Ted Hendricks that you go, this guy, it drove Hank 
Bauer crazy too because I said to Hank one day hanging out, I go, yeah. you know, you're a Raider. Yeah, he's a, he is a Raider. I go, everything about you reeks Raider. And he yep. goes, fuck. <laughs> said, I know. Fuck. I don't know that he said fuck, but he was just like, ah. Uh, and he hated to admit it. He is. But he's like, I probably would have been. Tom, Tom Landry cut him on his birthday. But Hank admitted. He goes, yeah. I probably would have been a pretty good Raider. He would have been a good Raider. Yeah. But Pete and Point Loma is Ted Hendricks. Yeah. And Billy, when I look at Billy, you kind of go, I don't know, you go Howie Long. I said Lyle Alzado. You know, one of those kind of Daryl LaMonica because yeah. he played quarterback for Point Loma. Like, who are the guys who are solid, steady? He's better than Jay Schrader. He, uh, I think he's better than Mark Wilson. I kind of like my Daryl LaMonica. I, I like it, too. I don't know that he's quite Snake Stabler because no, he doesn't ridiculous. have the, the swagger. Yeah. But he may be Plunkett. It's two, two Super Bowl championships. Nah, Billy, you're not plunking. No. But Derek Carr. But all of Billy a sudden. Billy is too much to be Derek Carr. Yeah, but Billy steps up. Billy steps up when you need him to. Those two guys are Raiders. I liked the Raiders going on hard knocks. I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought Gruden and, and Mayock, although Mayock was fucking invisible in week sure one. Was. But goddamn this Antonio Brown story, this maniac with his bare feet in the ice chamber. Yes. And then uh, now that he's bitching and threatening to retire because he can't wear a fucking helmet, this may be the greatest hard knocks of all time. It's going to be nuts. And there was a major fight this week right. between the Rams and Raiders. I mean, Tuesday night. Shit. What time does that show start? I think eight o'clock. Is it seven o'clock? Seven o'clock. I don't know. I always tape it. And then I watch it once it starts. Do you get it out here? Yeah. We may have to do one Tuesday night. Okay. I have HBO, whatever that shit is, where you can stream it on your yeah. phone. But we may just, I don't know. Whatever. You tell me what you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. We may do one Tuesday night. That way you can do, well, well, there you go. We'll knock it out right after the show. That way you can sit there and we'll talk about it on Tuesday. Yeah. But don't you think, Dave, like all of a sudden this episode, when I think about Hard Knocks in the past, it always the episode that you always wanted to watch was the last one because you you get to know some ham and agar yep uh, that comes in and all of a sudden is he going to make the team he gets cut the whole deal all that shit Boomer Grigsby wasn't he the guy from the Chiefs special teams yeah. guy remember that dude yes yeah 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 all those different guys that you get to watch but all of a sudden now on week two if you're HBO you're like holy shit this is great. <laughs> you want to see the Antonio Brown drama. You want to see it if you're in Pittsburgh. You want to see it if you're a Raider fan and anybody else in the NFL. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. No, I tell you what, it was it, it was exciting. I wish, as you said, more John Gruden. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to see a lot of Mayock. Even when they do cuts, I have a feeling it's going to be Gruden that does the cuts. Mayock looks like he's running from it, which is weird because he is a TV guy, you know? Yeah. But it's, uh, again, having it that it's the Raiders is, to me, very exciting. How ready are you for the NFL at this point? Um, it's funny you say that, man. I, I've been caught up in so much stuff this summer for the NBA. Not all the moves are look like they're done. True. It was really exciting. Uh, baseball more more than ever, not just because it's the Dodgers and the Padres and everything. I'm really excited that of all the rookies. I think yeah. this is the year you're going to look back on and go, man, remember 2019, all the rookies yeah. that came through and just had uh, incredible seasons and made their mark in baseball. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of into it, but – 
And as soon as uh, the NFL starts, man, I'm all in. The NFL yeah. is just so big. And you know, the the Chargers are a crazy story. The, you know, Andrew Luck and the Chargers open against each other week yeah. one. And there's that whole story about Luck and his, you know, is he going to be healthy, ready God, to go dang. with his calf injuries and, and which one of those teams. But it's uh, it's it's always nuts. And it's nuts to think that Tom Brady says that, hey, I'm so fucking pissed. I put my house on the market. Damn. I could be a Raider or a Titan next year. That's fucking nuts. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine uh, Tom Brady's in Las Vegas next year? In that, yeah. That'd be fucking crazy, right? That'd be pretty big. Yeah. Be pretty big. I, I, there's no you, way. You, Bel- yeah, you no think way. there's no way in hell it happens? No but way. Pull the move. Oh, I'm putting my house on the market. Yeah, no way. Belichick would say that happen. It's crazy to think they'll be in Vegas next yeah. year. Like they'll be in Vegas, and Stan's world. I didn't go by there. I did a lot in L.A., but I didn't go by to see. Oh, you it. didn't go check it out. But I think over the next couple of weeks, you'll be seeing a lot of it. I, I mean, Dave, don't you think that by December first? That thing should be pretty much ready to go, right? Yep. Wouldn't you think? It should be about ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at um, the Raiders stadium, I think, so it might be done even faster than the Rams Chargers stadium. God damn. I just, I heard J.D. Wicker the other day with Hartman, and it feels like everything is moving along on the Aztec stadium. I really hope, man, I really hope for this city that that thing goes through. That that thing gets going. What, what would be the holdup? Oh, everything. I mean, there's always a holdup, but what right now? Environmental what, studies. Is that what JD Wicker's talking about? No, he I, didn't to be really honest with you, I turned it off on that. I, I heard when he came on, I turned it off. I, Dave, we just we need a shot in the arm around here, right? You're right. And I think there will be a lot of us that grew up in this city that while we go into Qualcomm Stadium, and I was in there six weeks ago. You go in there, and there's immediate avalanche of memories that flood yeah. your mind from baseball to college football to pro football to concerts to whatever else the case may be. And you go in, and we're a town that loves nostalgia, and you can just soak it all in when you go there. But when you look at what Steve Ballmer is going to build for the Clippers – who started here, well, didn't start here, but had a layover here. And then you look at what Cronky's building for the Rams where the Chargers yep. will play. You just go, fuck, this sucks, man. And I just hope for my kids and everybody else in this community, if you got a really, really cool college stadium and they do it right, and all of a sudden, now you're televised, games are televised, and it's not what the queue has become. Yeah. But it's really a great place to be, kind of like Vieja Serena was for so long for college basketball. It, it would help. It would help a lot. Because I don't think we're seeing a new arena in the next 20 years. I really don't. I don't think there's any... There's no sense of urgency. The NBA and the NHL aren't coming here anytime soon. And anybody who's a power broker like Joe Sy knows that. Yeah. But if we can get a new college football stadium and really pump some excitement into that program, fuck, that would be really great. Now, when he said, I heard J.D. say, look, if you get in now, it opens the door for you to get premium seats when they build that brand new stadium. 
You going for that move? No. <laughs> no. I knew you were going to say that. And I'll tell you this, too, because yeah. we said this on the show, and I'll tell you this, too. Um, I said a bunch of different times that I was going to be a season ticket holder for the Chargers. Yeah. That I was going to be a season ticket holder for my kids, for the NFL and everything else. I just, at the end of the day, I cannot fucking give money to that yeah. family. I just can't. Uh, because while I wasn't a fan, too many of my buddies are. They yeah. were fans of that team. And my thinking was never to do it to support Dean. It was never about being a Charger fan. I just thought watching NFL games there would be really, really great. And instead, what I said to my kids over the weekend is, one game a year will go. Yeah. So what my mom did for me when yeah. I was a kid. I got to go to one Viking game a year. It's better on TV anyway. And I said, we're going to a Rams game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I said, I just, I said, yeah, too many people got fucked over down here by they that sure team. Uh, I was looking at it from an NFL perspective, but ultimately that money is Charger money. It's And to me, it's blood money. And so I don't know about you, Dave. We had talked about doing it. No, I'm not doing it. But I said, I just, I, I cannot fucking support that family in anything they do. What if they ended up selling the team at, in three years, basically? You know, the rule is that he had to keep the team for five years after the move. Rumors, a lot of talk they want is him out. That they want him out, that he could basically be at the new stadium for two years and it could be a different owner. I think he's out quicker than that. Really? Yeah. That'd be something else. I, I That'd don't be th something else. Can I you imagine if they ended up, people hate this, but imagine if they ended up winning the Super Bowl this year. The value of the team would never be higher than right then. I mean, I can't say never be higher, but I mean, as far as for a chance to get out, yeah, this for him it would be great. Could would they let Balmer buy that team? You know what? I don't know. That's 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 interesting. Why not? I mean, Stan Kroenke owns the Nuggets. Oh yeah. You know why not? Here here's the the most interesting thing I heard about the NFL all all week long. I didn't realize because we love to say pay your rent, Dean. Mm -hmm. Pay your rent. Your rent's due. Do you realize every team in the NFL has to pay rent except for five? The only five teams that don't pay rent. Wow. That, yeah. That's kind of nuts. Which I, I know they said even even Jerry Jones has to pay rent. He's one of the guys. The Redskins don't pay. I, I'm going to fuck this up, but the Redskins don't. The Rams won't. But there are only five teams total that, hmm. that don't pay rent. Everybody pays rent. Because it was to subsidized. The city, the, yeah, the city owns the land, whatever else, but they're, they're paying yeah. rent. But everyone loves you sure to on say, Jerry. I think they, Jerry was one of them. Jerry's world, they said, is one of them. Wow, that that he has to pay rent. Daniel Snyder does not with the Redskins. Yeah, I wonder who else. Yeah. I don't know, but the Giants, I'm sure, have to pay rent. Sure. Jets have to pay rent. Yeah, Vikes pay. Yeah, Raiders. Raiders, have, of pay. course. Yeah, yeah, but everyone always thinks Dean is the only guy that does it. They said, no, that's not the case. Their 27 teams are paying rent. God damn. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. I just. I love this time of year. I love this time of year, even though they were not my favorite team. Yeah. I just love the energy of it. I loved it, man. The The whole deal. Like, it, here's a weird thing, too. If you're a parent, you get this. Uh, Madden. Madden yeah. football. Right, did you buy it? You going to buy it? You know, I had thought about buying it, but you just said something that reminded me. The game next year would have the Vegas Stadium in it, would have the new L.A. Stadium yeah. in it. And to me, I don't really like buying those games. Uh, you you know, don't buy them every year? Not buying them every year. But it's just, uh, no, 
Probably not. I guess we'll wait. But Madden football used to be such a big deal. And playing as the Chargers at the queue in the Powder Blues was a blast. And doing all that shit. And then, I don't know, it's just some of the other trickle-down impact. I know for those of you that were season ticket holders, you go, fuck, man, it goes a lot deeper for me. I get it. But there's just... uh, yeah, there's just certain shit that you go, fuck. It really, it sucks. And I saw a Facebook post. I've, I've, Man, my social media, I've just gotten away from completely. Good. Yeah, I just, you know, you go do different shit. I just well, gotta, most importantly, you're spending time with your kids. Yeah. But I saw a Facebook post that we had written from 2011, <laughs> that I wrote from 2011, that called out Phil Farrar, of all people. <laughs> what because i said phil farrar didn't believe it but this team i said look they're getting moving vans are coming and they're leaving yeah and even though we knew it probably as early as i think really knew that they were gone in 2009 i think 2000 you didn't think 2004 yeah i i thought it was tough but i still thought that somebody would come in and would rally the troops and it's not whether dean wanted to stay it doesn't matter I have my own beliefs on it, but it doesn't matter at this point. But in 2011, I really, really knew they were gone. You knew they were gone. Yeah, I'm not. You and I both knew it. They just needed a couple of things to fall their way, which shockingly didn't. And then the NFL gave them an out, never thinking they'd take it, and then they took it. Yeah. But knowing that they were going to leave in 2011, like I thought I'd be prepared for the void and i'm still not and i wasn't even a fan of that team but i still like the idea that i could take my sons to a preseason that's what that's what stuck it to you i'm telling you i thought of the same thing yeah my oldest son a huge charger fan i knew that would affect him as a sports fan and one of the things we had in common obviously is the nfl now he's not one of those guys that roots against the chargers now right because he's just he's a huge philip rivers fan Right. And just is. And just goes, you know, Philip just happens to be there. But he, he hates the fact that they're L.A. You know, he yeah. watches. I, so do I. I mean, hell, I drive two hours to every goddamn game. Mm-hmm. Hell, it was a 20-minute drive before. Yeah. I was in and out. I would leave here at 11. I'd be home by fucking 4.35 at the latest. Right. Now I'm leaving here at 8. I'm back at 8. I don't even know, though, Dave. It, looking back at it, like my sons are 11. Are they NFL fans? Yeah. Good. NBA, what, what, what would you say their team is? Good question. Um, I don't really know. I don't know that they have a specific team that they're locked in on. I don't know. I mean, they grew up as kind of watching Charger games. Yeah. But and their mom's a Charger fan. Not anymore. Yeah, she's out. Yeah. Is she out of the NFL or out of the Chargers? I think she's just kind of done with all of it, okay. which is funny when we started dating because she'd tape every game, but, yeah. but she was just like, nah, fuck that. Um, but I got to, I gotta. while I miss those games and they live right by the 70th Street trolley station, I don't necessarily know as a dad that taking them to a Charger game at Qualcomm Stadium is exactly what I would feel like doing for a Sunday. Yeah. Because there are a lot of fucking idiots at those games. <laughs> They go to Petco Park a yeah. lot. They've been to a lot of baseball this year. Petco Park's great. It's awesome. It is. But I went to plenty of games 
as a fan where you would just hang out in the stands and it felt like there was always somebody near you that was just a fucking idiot. Yeah, they're more into the game than the guys playing the game. Yeah, just fucked up because yeah. they've been drinking all day and, and get all hammered yeah. and then, you know, want to fight everybody, the You're whole right. thing. I don't know. Might have been different. And and maybe it's just looking back at it. Yeah. But I I would be very, very happy to have that dilemma back. I would I would very <laughs> I would like to have to be sitting here tonight talking with you about like, God damn, Dave, my sons are eleven, they're gonna be yeah. twelve. Do I take them to Charger games? Where do I go? I remember they had that family section, which was always kind of cool. And shit, I would have done that. Yeah, I would. I would give anything. Yeah. Uh, for for those of you that were impacted to to have that be a number one worry tonight. We've been to StubHub, yeah. and it's not anything I need to do again. You know, as far as uh, as far as their schedule goes, it's tough this year. I mean, they, really, they have a great team. I mean, they have. They had so many guys. I don't know if you watched that top 100 deal, the top players. No. How many of them were Chargers? It was loaded with Chargers. Yeah. And he goes, pretty cool. The fact that Philip Rivers was as high as he was, and you're going, that's kind of cool that Philip Rivers is looked at is as a Gordon top five yet, quarterback. Is he still holding he, out? He's still, still holding out. Fuck. And so that that's the big question mark. The deal is the difference they got from last year to this year is you get Travis Henry back. Yeah. You got a real tight end back. You know, you get your receivers. Hunter are Henry. A little bit Hunter Henry. Sorry, I said Travis. Hunter Henry is outstanding and we, we knew he was great but yeah. you, you miss a season you get forgotten in the nfl right. the guy is so good you won't hear people on the national level talk about how good he is but we all know the guy's great they uh derwin james is one of the best right. in the nfl you're gonna look at him one day and go man he's gonna be the nfl defensive player of the year they completely lucked out in the draft or did a great job i can't say lucked out the fact that everybody else passed on him he is so fucking good like is he's Bosa he's, he's ever gonna be healthy guy. again don't know look at his dumb brother Right. Yeah, his brother was injured at Ohio State. He's injured already with the 49ers. Right, and Bosa can't shake that yeah. foot injury. Yeah, and so you, you sit there and you look at it and you go, that's a tough schedule. But, I mean, if you're a betting guy right now, you know you're picking the Patriots to go back to yeah. the Super Bowl because they have the weakest fucking schedule going. Right. Maybe they lose two games this year. God damn. So they'll get home field advantage throughout the playoffs again, and we all know how that ends up with the Patriots. Yep, whole thing. You know, that's uh, that's it. But I, I am excited. What about your Vikes? Are you excited about that? far as your nfc team goes yeah i mean i just i feel like there's there's issue i mean you're trading for a fucking kicker today yep. if you're the vikes but i read a crazy article online that the kicker that they gave up a fifth round pick for from the ravens may be the one guy in the nfl that's the fucking punter and the kicker wow the guy's so good he might be able to do both jobs for him and you go well that's i mean not only is it fun Remember when Danny White used to punt Bob Lee, the quarterback. old quarterback? Yeah. yeah, but in the NFL, Frank Corral did it for the did it for the Rams. Did he punt and kick? He too? sure did. He fucked it up both ways <laughs> against your Vikes, <laughs> asshole. Uh, yeah, when you got a guy that does both of that and opens up spots, yeah, yeah. And then you got fantasy football is always great. Fantasy football is a blast. All that shit's good. I just, I don't know, man. For some reason, just I think because I've watched. You know, my kids get to a certain age. Yeah. This year, especially, uh, there's a different kind of void with that Charger team being gone. Like, yeah. it, it really sucks. But it, it sucks more for them than it does for me. But it's just, it's a drag for anybody who loved that team. I get it. You know, uh, uh, we'll get to our, our, our spots one second. I know you missed a lot of baseball. Right now, you're looking up at the TV. Aquino from the Reds was on yeah. fire this week. And I don't know if you caught any of this. No. Three home runs yesterday. Just... 
just insane how good he, he has been. He's one of those young guys that we just yeah. talked about. You know, Keith Law never had him ever in the top 100. No kidding. And this guy is one of those freaks. You know, we just go, what the fuck, man? God. Cincinnati is one of those guys. Yeah. And he go, Keith Law is supposed to be, this is your job. Never yeah, had him whipped. in the top 100. And he goes, it's kind of nuts when shit like that happens. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Of course, he's been selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. Before you came over, my wife and I, again, were talking about different places to possibly move. And he's sitting there and say, when's the right time to sell your house? So many people are saying now is the right time to sell your house. Brian Curry is the guy to talk to. Brian's the pro. You can sit there and ask me whatever I think. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'm calling Brian Curry. I'm going, Brian, what do you think? When is the right time to sell the house? Brian is the guy. He's the guy, again, has been doing this for a long time. He's more familiar with any neighborhood in San Diego, so why wouldn't you give him a call? Again, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, I got to live somewhere near the five near Carlsbad. That'll be right in my price range, won't it? For sure. No problem. Why don't you go by the water, too? Yeah. I don't want to get pushy. But I, I think Dave, that's... Are you still... Are you not... You're at a La Mesa now? You're done? Ah, shit. I'll go wherever they want me to go. They told you. Other you know than Spring Valley. I'm going to that shithole. <laughs> but... Oh, oh, what? Oh, all of a sudden, Spring Valley's like, wait a minute. What happened? At, <laughs> dude, all of a sudden, Spring Valley, City Heights, and I'd be all out. All shitholes. Come on. Let's call it what it is, okay? Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, Lemon Grove. They're out too? Yeah. Fuck you. Hit the bricks. Hit the fucking bricks. When your claim to fame is an oversized fucking lemon, I think we all need to get together and get our shit together. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of cool, man. Yeah. It's the one thing. We do a lot. My sons and I do a lot is we look at different neighborhoods. We go, okay, what do we want? This is the one thing my sons want, no matter whether I buy or where I rent or whatever else. This was determined to be the biggest thing. They want a big balcony. Really? They want a big balcony because they want to do two things. They want to watch the world go by. They want to see everybody without necessarily people seeing them. Okay. And they want the ability to throw a bunch of things out on that. Like water balloons? No, no, no. They want to be able to like throw blankets and pillows and everything down and kind of camp out on the on the balcony if possible. So they're like, that would be cool. Okay. So no matter where we were over the last four days, Dad, look at that balcony right there. Really? That, yeah, That's it's thing. great, man. It's like all that different shit. But- Biggest thing is safe neighborhood, all those different things that go into it. But I think you're right, Dave. We don't know right now if it's a buyer or seller's market. But you know who does? Brian Curry. Whether you're buying or selling, he's the first call you should make. Absolutely. This week when it's pretty warm here in San Diego, guess what? The following week is going to get really warm. It's going to be really warm in September, as we all know. Guess what? You're thinking about that fucking pool. You're going to need that pool. What are you waiting for? TaylorMade Pools, they have the pool of your dreams. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call Alan Taylor. He can make your dreams come true. If you don't have that pool now or you need that pool fixed up, Alan Taylor is your guy. Again, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Spent a week in Chicago, and the heat and humidity was just one of those things where no matter where you went, everybody was like, God damn, this is brutal. Well, we're lucky in the fact that we don't get the humidity is bad as they get it in the Midwest. Yep. 
But we are starting to get it here all of a sudden. First time in a long time that we fight that fight. Dave just said it. At the end of the day, hot day, although I felt like tonight at 8.15 driving down here, it was pretty dark. And all of a sudden now things have changed. It used to (laughs) wait to about 8.29, 8.30. Now all of a sudden you go, shit, man, we're starting to go back the other way, even though it's still August. But tonight, driving down the last couple of days at night, it's been absolutely perfect. And wouldn't it be great if you had the benefit of a tailor-made pool in your backyard? No better time to call Alan than right now. Make those plans. Have it ready to go. Dave said it. It's going to be an extremely warm fall. But even in the quote-unquote winter for us, man, have the water slide. I've been seeing so many different videos of people going to hotels with the water slides. Have that right in your backyard. Call Alan and Amy. They'll put it together for you. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about hot sauces and more. The barbecues are coming. We talk about the warm weather. What are you waiting for right there? Hotsaucesandmore.com. It's easy to follow. I was right there today at the, at the Otay Ranch Mall. Yeah, and it's set, it's set right there. Absolutely. And you sit there and you go, okay, right next to Macy's, the main entrance, right across from Daniel's Jewelers. You can't miss it. Look, those they're going to take care of you. Forget about everything we talk about. You got to see it for yourself. You got to see the big green egg. You got to go out there and say, I might be interested in this, but I'm not so sure. Guess what? They'll let you test it out. They'll let you test out anything you want before you take it home. Make sure you're happy with your purchase. Not one of these where you take it home and go, I made a mistake. Make sure you go over and see the guys at Hot Sauces and more. They do a great job. They make your barbecue and pleasure that much more enjoyable. Well, the one thing, it, it applies to everybody. If you're the person who already has the grill, yeah, great. They want to see you come in because they're going to enhance your grilling experience. It's going to be the best it's ever been. But if you're like Dave and you go, hey, I need a grill. Maybe I want one for the island. Maybe I want a big green egg. Brian and his team are going to get you all set up. And then what I encourage you to do is on a Tuesday night, go over to the Otay Ranch Mall for the town uh, for the farmer's market and go find out for yourself just how good it can be. Because when you have something that's been cooked on the barbecue You're probably like a lot of people, and all of a sudden you go, shit, I want to be able to learn how to do that myself. Nobody better than the guys at Hot Sauces and more. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Dan Williams. Dan Williams is a guy that will help you out with the financial needs. I don't think there's a guy that's more San Diego that we know than Dan Williams. That guy is so active. He enjoys every single day outdoors, yet at the same time, he will sit down with you, go over exactly your financial plan, and as we just talked about buying a house and how you can put it together as far as finances go, Dan's your guy. Yeah, nobody better. And right now, the book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. I told you I paid off all my credit cards. Yes. Busy weekend, 71000 in debt. Now I need to figure <laughs> out how to repay that money smart. Well, Dan's book, it's the cornerstone of his mortgage practice because it's going to help you incorporate your mortgage plan, most importantly, into your overall financial plan. You can get Dan's book by going to sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff, then call him. 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. First-time homebuyers, veterans, what we need to do, we're going to get you educated, and the best way to do it is by building a relationship with Dan. Uh, the second book dedicated for all of you in the military, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment, uh, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. And finally, of course, Kyle Fluger. Websites is your thing, and if you need that website to help Bring business in. Make yourself look more professional. Kyle Fluger's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619 500 
6621. I cannot tell you how many websites I've looked at in the last six months, even more recently in the last 10 days, that just desperately need an overhaul. Yep. And I, I'll just say as a customer, if I come to your website and it looks like nothing has been touched, like the Extra 1360 website. Yes. Where they announced Darren's hiring, and down below you look at the lineup, they still had Mark Willard listed. Please. You know, it's horse shit. That just tells you it's a lazy business, and if people look at things and say they're lazy, then they're going to figure you're lazy as a proprietor. Give Kyle a call, get that website updated, and holy shit, they've been through three lineup changes, and the guys at Extra are so fucking clueless, they can't even get it done. No wonder they suck. (laughs) Here's, here's my big question for the weekend. Let me hear it. You got to tell me about August 9th. What happened 50 years later? So uh, one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in L.A. is a place called El Coyote. Yep. El Coyote is very traditional. It feels like a lot of the uh, restaurants in Solana Beach. Reminds me a lot of Fidel's in Solana Beach. And we have, or Costa de Pico, any of those that you have. But I first went there when I was probably 15 or 16 years old. And it's just great. It's one. Of, it's really, really dark in the Coyote. Yeah. And did they have the Do they have the old candles on the table, right absolutely. in the middle of the tablecloth? Just right like in the I middle. remember. Okay. And you go in, and I had said I knew I was taking my kids. Uh, to do the studio tour. Yeah. And I said they love Mexican food. And I thought, you know what? On that Friday night when we go up there, we've never been to the Coyote. I was shit. It'll be great. Go get some enchiladas, hang out. The whole thing will be fun. While I was in Chicago, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And in the movie, they talk about Sharon Tate. Yeah. Sharon Tate's final meal was held, uh, she had it, at that same Coyote restaurant. And I knew that. And you go, okay, it's kind of an interesting little sidebar. But until I saw the movie, I didn't put together that August 9th, this past Friday night, was the 50th anniversary of that fateful night. Yeah. And we were already going. So we got there, Dave, at like 5 o'clock, got right in. Right in, no problem. Right in. Uh, what was, where did you park? Just curious. You still valet. Okay. You have to valet, but like four bucks to okay. valet, nothing. Man, you go in, and I know all of you hate L.A., whatever. I, I couldn't give less of a fuck what any of you think. I swear to God, I think some of you think I do. I couldn't give less of a fuck. Yeah. My whole deal is about having fun with my kids and taking them different places, the whole thing. And they knew the story. They and did? They, oh, yeah. Okay. And they were like, God dang, let's go. But when you get in, it's a really cool place. Yes. Here's the other thing I love about Coyote. Every time I've been there, there's no fucker walking through selling cheap roses or playing the fucking mariachis. I don't need that shit shaking me down for money. You just go in and you're having fun. So we went in. My sons and I had dinner. And we're walking out, Dave. The fucking line to get in was had really? to be twenty people deep. Okay, people are hanging out, but uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, there's tradition there. Yeah, there's old school tradition in different parts of L.A. that are a little different than here. 
which I think a lot of us are like, good. We're glad we don't have that tradition down here. I got it. And they've been to a lot of the great restaurants down here. But again, like I said, I couldn't give less of a fuck about anybody down here except those two guys. It's really it. Exactly. And I know what they like. And when they go, they're like, God dang, that was pretty wild. And so when I was explaining to them, uh, hey, man, it was 50 years ago. It was 50 years ago. And I said, isn't that awful that you just come in here? And I, I just I said to them, it's a reminder why my time with them, we live every day like it's your last. Yeah. We do everything we can to get every bit of excitement out of every day. We try to go different places. We try to do different things. When I'm at Warner Brothers and they're like, hey, do you want a picture of them on Sheldon's couch? It's 25 bucks. And do you want a video of them against the green screen riding the motorcycle in the dark night? That's another 40 bucks. I was like, I couldn't give less of a shit. Let's do it. Give them all to me because... You never know from my end or their end when the game could be over yeah. and we're not getting cheated. So it, it's, yeah. Like people are like, oh, go, go L.A. Yeah, fucker. I live my life. My kids live a fun life. Sorry that your dad thought you were a douche. He didn't have any reason to hang out with you. Um, But here was the crazy thing. Yeah, go ahead. So we're there at the Coyote. I will tell you, I have no idea where she sat. Okay. I, I, that was not. Yeah. I, I just was like, she was also pregnant at the time. Yeah. And I just said to my sons, I go, she was somewhere in here. Yeah. But I go, we don't really need that. There's just nothing, right? So they were like, oh, man. And I go, uh, they're like, oh, you know, books or whatever. And I go, oh, yeah, they wrote this book. It's called Helter Skelter. By the time you're in high school, you'll probably read it. Not really a book you want to read in seventh grade. But they had some book they wanted, just like a kid's book. Yeah. So we go to Book Soup, which is a really cool throwback store across from Tower Records on Sunset. We walk in, and they have like 25 chairs put out and a podium that's moved up. And my sons go, oh, what's going on? I go, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. They have book signings and authors all the time in here. And my son, Cade, goes, well, who is it? And I go, well, let's go look at the calendar. And it's it's some guy who's written a book. And it's like a Bitcoin fiction, mystery, kind of sci-fi whole thing. Not really our thing. I go, well, let me see the book, you know. 40 bucks for a hardcover. I'm like, that's definitely not my thing. But Davis, we're sitting there. We're kind of making our way around the store. They're looking for what they wanted. I'm looking for something else. Here comes the author. He walks in. You kind of recognize him from the flyer. And you realize that nobody has shown up for this fucking book sign. Wow. And the guy's there. And, uh, you know, he's kind of walking around. You kind of see him, the whole thing. And I said to my sons, I go, Pay attention to this dude. I go, we're going to write this dude's name down. Because I said, Book Soup is an iconic store. And I said, for him, being an author who put who knows how much time into that book, you write the book, you try to get it published, 
And all of a sudden, Book Soup's like, hey, we'd love to have you here on August 9th, on yeah. Friday, August 9th. Man, you got to think about what am I going to say? What's the crowd going to be like? What do I wear, Dave? Right? You got to yes, be thinking all these things. How exciting. I'm going to be here. And then you go there and nobody fucking shows. It's crazy. Zero. And I just said to my kids, I go, man, let's pay attention. Because I go, one of two things happens. Either tonight's the end of the road for that guy, or he comes back motivated and crushes it. But I just said to him, I go, man, that that sucks. Yeah. I go, rejection's a real son of a bitch. And I go, that dude tonight just looked and said, I said to my son, Jack, I go, how many people in L.A.? 8.3 million. I don't know if that's the right number. But that's what he claimed. I go, Jack, in a town of 8.3 million, in a bookstore that's been here 40 years, yep. everybody gets this calendar emailed to them. They couldn't get 15 people to yeah. show up tonight and say, hey, man, tell me about your book. And I go, shit. I go, it just sucks. I go, that just sucks. We've had a great day. And that guy tonight's just like, fuck. <laughs> right? I mean, you got to think, Dave, that there were people that he yeah. knows in that town. Oh, yeah. They were like, hey, I'll come out and support you. And I just go, damn. I don't know. Like I said, $40 for a book, sci-fi, it's not my shit. Um, but you just kind of you just kind of saw his shoulders slump a little bit. And I was kind of standing off to the side, and I heard him say to the manager, well, I guess we got to just call it. Is that what he said? Yeah. Fuck. And you just go, God, man. I don't know. When, when you see rejection yeah. and dejection like that, yeah. it stays with you. And you just go, I don't know. I don't know if the guy will ever bounce back. And then we drove by there on a Saturday night on our way home. Somebody else there. And there were you could look in the window and see that it was standing room only. For the guy, whoever was there Saturday night, wow. the place was packed. And I go, shit, I hope that dude doesn't drive by. Hope the guy from Friday night doesn't drive by and see it. But, yeah, man, it's just rejection's a real, real son of a yeah. bitch. And we watched it firsthand with this guy where you walk in and everything's set up and nobody's there. <laughs> God dang. But uh, How old was the guy? Uh, early to mid-40s. Okay. Damn. I don't know anything about writing a book, so I don't know. I mean, I, I've talked to Matt Coyle um, and Don Winslow about it, but those guys are a little different. But, like, you just you, you go who, to a book Who site. pays for them to go to those things? Is is, is publisher company? Like, probably publisher, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Coyle and I yeah. did one, but Coyle's book had been out. Yeah. For like four months when we went to that one, and that was kind of a small turnout, but it was different because at Book Catapult, the owner had had like a major heart attack. The book had already been out. Matt had already done like six or seven signings in San Diego. Like everybody who was going to read the book already had it. That's true. So that was a different thing. Matt was like, dude, we'll probably have two people here tonight. I've done 20 of these things, but let's go have some fun. And even on that night, I think we, Dan Williams came down and a few others. I think we had 10 or 12, maybe, may have even been smaller than that. But this dude, whoa, 
I just I I just felt bad for him, man. Sucked. Ah, Steve Hartman's bounced back. He's been through plenty of them. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Did we cover everything? Hold on a second. I want to ask you, did you do the whole, let's go see where Sharon Tate uh, was murdered? Did you do that move? Um, I've been up Cielo Drive. I know where Cielo Drive is. Okay, so they changed the street number, the right. house number. In 1994, they demolished the house, okay? Right. And they rebuilt it to another house. Then they changed the address from 150 yeah. to 166. I know where I it is. I think to confuse people or just to take the bad bad luck away. But remember in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood how Pitt and DiCaprio always go flying up that yeah. street and the characters in the movie are neighbors to Sharon Tate? Yes. I don't even think you can go up that. I think all of that is blocked off okay. right down on Cielo. When you come wow. up Cielo, you don't have the ability to go up. In the movie... Pitt and DiCaprio live on one side. You can go up, and then Sharon Tate's side was fenced off. Yeah. I think the whole driveway is now fenced off, which you can imagine, Dave. Otherwise, you'd have people going up there all fucking Exactly day, right? right. Yeah, a bunch of freaks like you and me. Right. That want to sit there and check things out. How old do you think Sharon Tate would be today? Shit. And how well, much is she worth? <laughs> 50 years ago. Uh... Somewhere between 75 and 78. 76. Damn. Yeah, crazy. 76. Says she's worth a million dollars. Yeah. Polanski, the whole thing. Uh, you know, Dave, the, the further I get away from that movie, the more I kind of dug it. Yeah. The more I kind of dug it. Uh, what We haven't touched on one thing, but I, I came back and got caught up today on a bunch of L.A. Times articles that have been sitting on my front step since I was gone. Do you think Bruce Lee, if you're the family of Bruce Lee, do you think he was disrespected in that movie? Oh, of course. Well, why do you think Tarantino did that? I don't know. I loved it. I don't know why it was he did it. It was a great scene. It was but... a great scene. And it, look, I have nothing against Bruce Lee. Right. But man, it made Bruce Lee seem not as tough. Like as, a douche. Well, as, as a douche and one that could be taken. You know, Bruce Lee yeah. always said he was basically the most dangerous guy on the planet. Yeah. But he, he I could kill you if he wanted to at any time. But it, it was just kind of weird that a guy who's been, the way I remember yeah. it, always highly regarded, yeah. was really made out to be a douche. Sure was. What was Bruce Lee, 32 when he died? Yeah. Damn. Fuck. And then his kid died shortly. Yes, Brandon Lee. Yeah. On the, uh, what? He was, he was, was something the crow or some shit? The crow. That's exactly right. Okay. I was going to say the dragon, but you're yeah. right, the crow. That kid was really talented, too. Yeah. I think he was young, very young also. All right. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I didn't. Just curious to know if you guys try to make the the drive. How far is that house from El Coyote? Do you have any idea? Mm, like, I have no idea where that street is. El Coyote is not far from the Grove. Yeah, which is right like where CBS TV and Fairfax, you know that area. Yeah. And then Cielo's up in Beverly Hills. Okay. So. On a normal night, not too long, but up there, fucked the way it was over the weekend, probably half hour. Yeah. Got him. Brandon Lee was only 28 when he died. God damn, I like that kid. Um, well, one quick movie review if you're a parent. The Art of Racing in the Rain, whatever the dog movie. Holy fuck, was that boring. Really? I took my kids through today. Yeah, my kids liked yeah. it because it's a dog movie. Holy shit, boring as hell. Is so it one of those sad dog movies? Uh, they're getting they're better on those. Movies. Yeah, all dog movies are sad, but not as bad. Not as bad. The reason dog movies suck 
is you're only going to watch them once. Yeah. You're not going to see Marley and me five no times. No way. My dog Skip, yeah. forget it. No. What's one, a- one fucking time. I mean, the way yeah. to make a movie is make like Elf. You make a Christmas movie, you watch right. it every fucking year. Right. Or Big Bad Mama. Yeah. Angie Dickinson. <laughs> Good point. Fucking great movie. All right. Uh, hopefully we'll be down here Tuesday night. Yeah, whatever you want. Let's go Tuesday night. We'll do a recap of Hard Knocks and see what else is going on. One quick thing, and then yeah. finally we're out. All of you guys continue to fucking take shots at Ben and Woods. Oh, I think you say me. For Ron Fowler. I'm stoked they get Ron on the air. And I was going to ask, because I'm going to try to find that interview tonight driving home. I didn't hear it. Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear anything. I love the clip, though, someone showing a guy pitching softballs. <laughs> I know, but it's super funny. But it's like, dude, you have a yeah. relationship with the owner of the yeah, Padres. He basically owns the station. If Ron said they wanted Ben and Woods out tomorrow, they'd be out tomorrow. Right. And Ron pay, played a big part yes. like in getting those guys yes. on, which is pretty cool. If you have a relationship with the owner of the Padres, I don't care what show it is. Yeah. Darren, Hartman, any Kaplan, none of these fuckers are going to come on and be like, hey, Ron, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What? Okay, Ron! Like, Steve and Ben handle that fine. They handle it fine. And and I would also say this. I, Ron said that they don't see any problem with Andy Green. That's exactly what you say on August the, the 7th or the 8th, yeah. right? Where in-house, you're like, you're fucking gone. Kevin Acey said the other day that next year is a huge year for, for Preller. That that team, it should be. That that team Fuck. Back. Why does he always get a pass? He put this shit together. No more passes for Good. Preller. It's been a long time. He got the job in 2014. Yeah. According to AC, next year is the make or break year for Preller. Good. Honestly, good. I just yeah. don't understand why. Why would you wait any longer? I think that's exactly right. Now, I wouldn't give Andy 2020. Andy's got to be out this year. Andy's got to be gone, in my opinion, and I know a lot more than they do. Andy's got to go. There's no fucking... That team is just great. You beat the Rockies. How many fucking games out are you tonight? Yeah. I mean, it's, you're nowhere close to getting that wild card yeah. right now. So, Boach is not coming here. I don't no, know who No, Boach is not coming here. You guys got to stop saying that. But, but I think it's really, really interesting that Preller, who's been the, the fair-haired boy, yeah. uh, according to AC, um, Next year, this team better be good. Look, here's the deal. I hope things actually work out. I do. I don't want to see anybody again lose their job, but I'm saying, dude, he's had the job a long time. Yeah. He's had the job a long time, and are they making dramatic, uh, basically, impressions in the standings? Well, is 22 the ultimate, and a half out. Right? You're, you're minus 34 in runs even right now. Is the ultimate goal to win the Baseball America minor league rankings, or is your goal to win exactly a World right. Series? Exactly right. Exactly right. What the fuck is the goal? And I think a lot of people would say, look, you aren't going to win the division next year or for maybe for a while, but you should be sitting there making a push for that wild card. Should be, yeah. You should know? be right in it. Exactly. So I like it. All of a sudden, shit gets a lot more interesting over the next Good. couple of years. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I think that covers everything. Perfect. That was good, man. And your kids will be fine. I was uh, excited to hear about your kids going to school. They'll be fine. Oh, uh, yeah, they'll be good. Forget that goddamn lock. Oh, shit. How good, right. were you, how good were you doing it? I told them, you know, I said to them today, Dave, and I, I meant it, is 
When I look back at my school memories, my best school memories, they take place from 7th grade through 12th grade. And I, I just, elementary school was just kind of, it was just a goof-off session. But where you really had fun, where the memories were made with your buddies or girlfriends or anything else that happened, it was 7th grade to 12th grade, right? Yep. And that was it. And so... It's just different. The whole thing's different, but I'm excited for it. Was him. seventh grade the grade where you got a, your first like real crush on a girl? Mm. I was trying to think if there was anybody. No, Chris Lund was fourth grade. Chris Lund was pretty awesome. Really? I think, no. Yeah, probably fifth grade. Fifth grade. Like, but, there was a one girl you just couldn't stop staring at as... As they're sitting there teaching the class. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was uh, Debbie Lucy. Nice. She's still around? No. Really? Crazy. Debbie Lucy got uh, Debbie Lucy got killed in a car accident. <sighs> yeah. But, yeah, she, uh, yeah, the sun shone a little brighter when Debbie Lucy moved to town. Yeah, shit got a little better. How old was she when she died in the car accident? Um, well, I'd moved out, so I was out of that was back in Minneapolis, okay. but I think she was only like 25, 26. But she was that girl Dave that was really really pretty. Yeah. And really really cool. Like that combination. Like super mellow. Yeah. Didn't really know that she was great looking. Like was just cool as shit. She was great. Yeah. But then I moved out here, kind of lost touch. But I think, yeah, it was weird. You want to know a weird story on that? I was at Diego's in PB. I'm in Die I worked at Diego's. And so, uh, shit, it may have been even, I don't know, 22, 23. Yeah. And the town where I grew up in Minneapolis was it's a suburb. So it's kind of probably like Lucadia. Okay. Like, if you go, well, I'm from Encinitas or Cardiff or Del Mar, Point Loma, whatever. But not a lot of people would say I'm from Lucadian. That's the town where I came from. So we're at, uh, I'm at Diego's. I'm working at Diego's. God damn, I hadn't thought of, this is so weird. And these girls come into the bar and we're like, where are you from? And they said, Minneapolis. I go, no shit. I was from Minneapolis. They go, yeah, I'm from Richfield. And I go, shit, that's my hometown. And we start talking and we start saying names of different people that I knew and a handful of people in. I go, what about Debbie Lucy? And they go, oh, shit, man, she got killed. Wow. Yeah, she got killed in a car accident. Like, whatever the time frame had yeah. been, I don't remember. But that's how I found out at Diego's in PB. Crazy shit, man. That's why it's like, yeah. Damn. You go out. That's why every chance I get, I try to find yeah. something new and different to do with my kids. So at the end of the day, they're like, we we get every memory we can. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, Good we'll, deal. We'll be back Tuesday night with a recap of Hard Knocks. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a third show in this week. Too. Nice. Good deal. All right. <laughs>
So long.